Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hey, welcome back to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. Hey, Chris. Hey, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I don't know where I was, but I guess I'm back. (laughs) It's good to see you back. Well, today, you know, we've launched this podcast and we realized, you know, I don't know how many people really know us. <laughs> and so we know each other and we are like open books. We're going to tell you things as we discuss different topics that give you a glimpse into who we are. But we thought that we would sprinkle some information about ourselves. Um, and we're just calling it, you might relate to us if, and we're just going to share some things about ourselves. And I will say we were traveling um, out of state a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. listening to another podcast. And um, uh, this podcast, this guy launched this podcast. And he right. said, hey, guys, I'm going to introduce the first two or three podcasts to you, basically telling you about me yeah. so you understand who I am. Why should you listen to this podcast? And that really stirred us. It's yeah. like, let's let people know more of who we are. Right. So we're just going to share one thing about ourselves. And you might be able to relate to us if, Chris, why don't you start? Why would Tell us about you. Well, first of all, when you tell someone you're a mentor, yeah, sometimes they can um, they have this image in their head about oh, then you must be this, this, and this. Yeah, this way. I don't ever tell people I'm a mentor. Well, when they ask, what do you do for a living? Okay, that's part of what. I, well, I, I I train mentors, and I'm a mentor. Gotcha. They can assume oh, you have all the answers. You must have had a really good life early on that puts you in this kind of position. Sure. So. So you might how, relate to me if mm-hmm. you grew up in the home of an abusive alcoholic parent. Yes, that's heavy, but that's mm-hmm. where I'm starting. Mm-hmm. Or you maybe you grew up in a highly dysfunctional home. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, one way you might relate to me. Okay. Well, tell us about that. Well, uh, because uh, in the home of an alcoholic or any um, home where there's an addiction that controls that word it controls pretty much everything and mm-hmm. so I would say I missed out on uh, some aspects of my childhood okay I had to grow up too quickly mm-hmm. take responsibilities like basically I'd have a part-time job and many times it would go toward to paying the bills of the family okay tell us how old you were I know the answer to this but people listening probably don't how old were you when you say I had a part-time job well my first job now, I did have uh, small little jobs off and on, but the, the real job that I, I speak about, I was in the fifth grade. And my father was a custodian at this a small school we attended in the country. Well, that sounds old, doesn't it? <laughs> what um, are we on? Andy Griffith? <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> uh, he drove a bus. And so my dad convinced me. Uh, he said, hey, if you'll clean the classrooms and the cafeteria mm-hmm. after school, I'll pay you. Okay, pause. Yes. You were in fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay. That's about pause. 10 years old. You were in fifth grade. Right. And you were working. Right. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. That's messed up. Now, don't misunderstand me. It's great for kids to work, to mm-hmm. uh, learn some, some, um, some things, to earn a little bit of money, but not to support the family. Yeah. And... I was taken advantage of. Okay. So what is the, the thing you what were saying that we can relate to you if we've grown up in a, a home where there's been addiction? Is that what you said? Yes. Um, you can relate to me in this setting um, if uh, you realized you were uh, codependent okay. in some ways. Okay. Unpack that because people may not exactly know. I don't know that I exactly know what that means. It's, it's something like um, 
you get upset about something uh, mm-hmm. as the parent, the alcoholic parent, uh-huh. and I need to adjust myself to make you more comfortable. Okay. Instead of addressing a problem, we all kind of skate around, kind of mm-hmm. dance around, as you would say. So what did that look problem. like in your home? Uh, you never expressed your true feelings. Okay. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I mean, as a, as a boy, you go, man, I, I want to share this. And at some point, you, you realize... We don't do that in, in this house. Yeah. But so it stays in your head, mm-hmm. and what that does, it really can mess your perspective of, of who you are yeah. as a person. Okay. And you feel like there's no place to, to just be yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we never talked about issues. Okay. We uh, we basically lived a life of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Now no one would have said that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it, if you can't express yourself honestly within a family yeah. because of an addiction or whatever dysfunction it is. That's dishonesty. Mm-hmm. So you could relate to me if you've grown up in a similar home. Okay. Christina? Yeah. What about you? I think um, probably you could relate to me if you moved around as a kid. So as I was thinking about this, I actually just wrote down all the times that I moved. So my dad was in the Air Force. I was born in Italy. Then we moved to Texas. Then my mom and I stayed in Kansas while my dad went to Vietnam. Then we moved to Germany, and so I did kindergarten and through second grade in Germany. Then we moved to Montana, so I I think I may have finished out second grade and lived there until fifth grade. Um, then we moved to Oklahoma, and we lived there from sixth grade to tenth grade. Then we moved to Turkey, the country, and I went to eleventh grade, but only one semester of my senior year because it had it got cut short because my mom got sick. That's another long story. Um, So I wrapped up my senior year in one semester. And all of those moves took place before I was 17 years old. Then we moved to Arkansas. I started college there. And then we moved to Oklahoma where I finished college. So that is, I don't, I didn't count them. But that's a lot of moves. So for me, what those moves did, um, I could think of the negative, but actually it's the positive things that it, it really gave me a good picture of the world. Like when you live in other cultures and you um, are around people of other cultures, the world doesn't seem so foreign. <laughs> so it gave me a really good picture of the world. Um, it really expanded my vision for people being good. Like universally, people are the same. They care for their kids. They have... Um, marriage relationships, family relationships, they all struggle to pay the bills. Um, And yet, everybody's quite unique. You know, different cultures are unique. Um, Living in different countries, you're like, wow, you know, um, when I'm in Oklahoma, I don't go to people's houses like I did in Turkey, and they greet us with this splashy, stinky water that you wash your hands with, you know, boy, that's unique. Yes. (laughs) You know, so, yeah. Did it give you an appreciation for the differences of people then? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it probably made me look for the differences, like, hmm, what's different about this? Um, It really made me like travel. I love to travel. Like, yeah, I love, I love, love, love. Um, I get sick when I travel, so I couldn't be a stewardess. But if I didn't get sick, um, I would love to be a stewardess. I love traveling. Um, you know, kind of on a negative, and why do I say negative? I don't know. Here, here, Here's my thing. It also made me really not feel connected to home. So when people would say home, 
well, just growing up, I had, you know, like 12 different houses to think of what home was. So it gave me a disconnect with what that word meant. But it also kind of gave me a better connection of what that word meant in terms of home was wherever we were stationed at the time, wherever our family was. And so that's carried over to like, I don't have a childhood home that I think of home as, but as we've been married and have moved around a lot, wherever we're at, that's home. So I think that I, that I gained that out of my childhood. Yeah. Um, I think it also though made me feel like I was always the odd man out. Like I didn't get the inside jokes, you know, cause I spent a lot of time overseas. And so when we moved back to Oklahoma and I was in sixth grade, I didn't get what they were talking about on the Cosby show or whatever, because I'd never seen it or, you know, so at times it made me feel like the odd man out. So I think if well, any of those things are like you, maybe your dad wasn't in the military, you could relate to me in those areas. Well, I could relate to you because you know this. We moved around a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Not because, Are you trying to top my story? Uh, no, I'm adding to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we moved around because the rent was due yeah. or because my dad lost his job mm-hmm. or my dad decided not to keep his job. Mm-hmm. And it, because of the dysfunction, we moved around a lot. In like three, di- three or four different small towns in Oklahoma yeah. mm-hmm. and Texas, and so uh, we've said you guys moved for legitimate reasons. Yeah, we moved for dysfunctional reasons. Yeah, so people could relate to that as well on both sides. Yeah, and both. I, I relate to some of what you said because you're always the new kid. Mm-hmm. I attended three, four different first grades. Four different. Let's see. I attended four different <laughs> schools in three different towns my first grade year. Yeah. That's a lot of change, a lot. a lot of moving. <laughs> I was a shy kid with a speech impediment. Yeah. Go figure. And Bless now I'm a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So. Yeah. So you're probably going, okay, so what? Well, I think that um, what we want you to gain today from listening is just that people are people. And we often will listen to a podcast or meet somebody for the first time and kind of assume certain things about us. So we want to dispel any sort of assumptions you may or may not have already formed by listening to the Real Life Mentoring Podcast. And we want to make ourselves real. And we talk a lot about um, it's important to be authentic. It's important to be who you are and real. And so we thought, duh, <laughs> we need to do that ourselves. Anything else you want to add on no, that? No, uh, using words like duh, that's pretty profound. <laughs> yeah. So you might relate to us if, if you use the word our, duh. If you laugh at yourself sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's the purpose for today. We are really, really glad that you have tuned in. Um, you know, we are going to share some more of you might relate to us if. So be watching for those episodes to launch. Anything? Any closing words? Any um, other way you need to talk my story? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. I think I'm good. As always, thank you for listening to Real Life Mentoring.